It's the Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Network, 97.5-1280. The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Like I just said, I'm Adrian Lizer with Jake Hatch and Talon Chapel behind the glass. Hello, everybody out there on finally a nice sunny day on this Memorial Day weekend. Hope everyone's having a great uh Hopefully you're out of town and listening to us on the app or something. Hopefully you're on the road, getting somewhere nice, getting to a campground, getting to Disneyland or something. I, I wouldn't no, dare do that Disneyland this weekend. This but, weekend, no. Uh, but I uh, hope everyone's having a great long weekend. We are as well. We're off Monday, so it's going to be nice. Thank you, Lloyd Cole, for giving <laughs> us the day off. And uh, so it's, it's great. It's fun to be here. We're happy to be here mm-hmm. uh, for the next couple hours to hit you with some hot sports takes from uh, usually the guys behind the glass, and Absolutely. now they let us sit in the big boy chairs. Well, Except for Talon, he stays back there. He's right there, though. But Talon survived this week. Let's start here. Talon survived yesterday. What can only be described as a deluge of rain at the uh, at the remote with Tony yes. and Austin. Okay, I heard about this. What happened? Well, you remember the rain yesterday. Yes. Uh, yesterday? The- How about the last five days? Okay, okay. but the, really bad <laughs> yesterday. I think it was like two three inches of water just hit where they were right or all at once talent can we explain were, it better than i can we were basically in a parking lot that was like a bowl because it was it was higher on each end okay and you, it starts to rain you see water start to trickle in around the edges no big deal mm-hmm. um and then it's at one point i look across the tent we're under and i see just like a stream of water coming across the entire here i'm showing jake the video yes. while you talk but coming across the entire lot part of the lot that we're underneath even when that happens like okay so the ground's gonna be wet no big deal holy smokes i'm watching but, this video right but within a matter of minutes yeah there's standing water and we are <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, adrian can tell you i think we dropped once or twice because we had to pick up some cords yeah. that were on the ground to keep them from getting wet you know electronics. trying to get try not to get electrocuted yeah in the then process. Try, i had to put up the the tablecloth all of our gear i was rushing to put on tony tables and chairs the chair. and then tony <laughs> decided to be yeah because he he was a little bit more he's a little bit more compact a little bit more <laughs> able to stand on one of those little flimsy chairs we were on oh, if me or austin were to try to get on one of those chairs not only would we be wet, but we'd have a broken chair. So, uh, yeah, he he decided to no one wants trick that, everyone these that, that he's seven feet tall uh-huh. by being on the chair. And Austin just uh, sat like credit to him. He was just tough about it. He just stood in four inches of standing water. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness, it was amazing. That's incredible. But good work by you, Talon. Shout out to the to the guys at that tent event who uh, helped me carry out my gear as well. So I so I didn't get uh, even wetter. Yeah. Just putting the gear back in the van. So Thank yesterday you. was a little crazy with the rain, yeah, but I uh, made it through the show down there at the LHM 1000. Um, and today it's, it is sunny, mm-hmm. and uh, we're looking forward to it. Creeping up on 70 degrees outside. It this is weather day. has been not necessarily to my liking, just because I'm okay with rain. I just wish it was a little warmer, but hey, we're getting there. It's true. So, But how are you today, Jake? I'm doing all right. How are you? Good. I'm just... Having a great day. I'm my, with you. I, I I woke up this morning, looked out with some blue sky, with some clouds. I'm like, all right. Yeah, my whole family went on vacation this weekend, so I'm watching. Why aren't you on vacation then? I don't have any time. Okay, fair enough. That, no, none of that occurred time <laughs> off yet, but uh, it's it's okay. I'm watching their house, and uh, you know, you 
you forget how good you had it sometimes when you grew, were growing up. When I'll never sitting, yeah. I'll never take. I was at my parents' house yesterday. Although they went to Lake Powell, uh-huh. I went there after remote, and I was like, oh, I'll never nice take it. to have this castle all to myself. There right. at Powell, lucky them. I'll never take it for granted because I was sitting there in their living room where my place could fit into this living room, <laughs> and I'm uh, channel surfing on cable. I'm like, man, I miss just jumping through the because I don't have cable, uh, so or any of that and uh you know i was just like talk to me after the show i'll take care of you we j- can get you some youtube tv all right sounds good i was just like surfing the channels and i was watching <laughs> oceans 11 and then at the commercial break i was watching something else and i'm eating a bag of chips and i was like man look outside and you see your days. acreage of a backyard yeah, yeah these are the days what's a but, backyard <laughs> but uh so it's good but i'm glad my fa- uh, family got to all they all went different directions so i just oh had, they all didn't go to the same place then. no okay. so i'm watching all the animals so it's a zoo oh, nice okay. but anyway it's all been right. a good time very nice so uh, uh i love holiday weekends and hopefully we get some good weather hope everybody else out there does it's looking good right now that's for sure yeah we've got a lot of fun things to plan today we're going to talk rudy gobert and the all nba team that he made and uh the ramifications of that uh that seems like a like a harsh word but the what what comes from him making that team also we'll talk about where he fits into the grand scheme of the nba also i want to talk a little college football and uh what each team maybe what could hold them back from the expectations coming into this season jake of course covers BYU for the station better than anyone, and uh, we'll get his thoughts on BYU, Utah, Utah State, mm-hmm. and uh, also we're going to hear from Dennis Dodd, and, who was on with DJ and PK, as well as John Beck, who was really fascinating conversation talking about Zach Wilson and the training that he has done with Zach. Zach's actually on his way to San Diego. I saw that this morning. He posted a picture of him on a plane, so um, that means he's most likely going to meet up with Beck and start working with him. And coming off that surgery, so that's kind of something that has been on the minds of a lot of BYU fans yeah. on that throwing arm. So a lot of a lot of stuff to talk about. So make sure if you're a Cougar fan, check out Locked on Cougars with Jake Hatch, who yeah. uh, you went you went anchorman this week. You said Coug team assemble. <laughs> sure. And yeah. you called out and you got some fans on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a guy join me all the way from the Philippines. How was that? Was that pretty cool? Actually, it was fantastic. He sent me a picture. of he, So he lives on a boat. He sells around Asia. He's uh-huh. got that kind of money. And he sells around Asia just living on a boat. He sends me a picture. He joined me on Skype, and he sends me a picture of where he's looking at as he was recording with me. Early, It was early morning for him. It was evening here. Did you think about quitting and buying a boat? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was awesome. He's on the west side of the Philippines right now. He said he's about to embark on a month and a half long journey across the Philippines. Just kind of stopping along the way wherever he wants to drop anchor and do his thing. That sounds very nice. It sounds awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun. So (laughs) uh, catch that Locked On Cougars with Jake. Also does a bunch of podcasts. Uh, soccer and otherwise. Yuck, soccer talk. And uh, we'll have five minutes of soccer with we will. Jake and his uh, co-host, Talon Chapel <laughs> as uh, I sit that segment out. Okay. Because I'm not big into the MLS world, but hey, whatever. I can admit it. And also, catch Talon's podcast, the DNPCD podcast, which mm-hmm. is now on Twitter, so make sure you go follow that on Twitter as well. Uh, so a lot of shameless self-plugs here, uh, but, you know. That's how we do it. For us three, we got to selfishly selfishly plug ourselves mm-hmm. right absolutely all right uh let's start here let's start with rudy gobert and then we'll get into the nba playoffs um rudy makes the nba all nba third team mm-hmm. as the uh, third team center uh he's now eligible for all sorts of money 
roughly uh, 247.3 million in 2019-2020 is if they extend him. And uh, let's start with him making the team, Jake. Uh, I think he's well deserved in that center position. Yeah. I thought of him, and I, I was not. I didn't think, man, he got hosed out of that first or second team. I thought Jokic was the best center this year, as far as you know, he led his team deep into the playoffs. He uh, offensively, anyway, he's uh, not a very good defensive player, but offensively, he was good. Joel Embiid, don't have a problem with that either. He plays both ends of the floor. And uh, Rudy Gobert also does everything for the Jazz on both ends of the floor. So I didn't, I didn't hate the order that it went. Mm-hmm. You could have flipped any of them, and I would have been fine with it. If Rudy made first team, I would have been like, well, great. He's the best defensive player in the NBA. Of course he made the first team. So really for me, those three could have been mixed and matched. I thought the writers got it right. Yeah, so the, the thing with Rudy, and I, we, there's another facet to this that I, we should try to discuss, is I feel like the all-NBA teams anymore, the fact that you have to go two guards, two forwards, one center – is a dumb format for me. That's just in my I agree. Mind. Like you should just go f- the five best players, the next best five, and the next best five. I still believe Rudy would have been on one of those. That's three my question. Teams. Is he the? Is he a top fifteen player then? If you get rid of the, if you eliminate positions, I think he would be. Okay. I still think he. I still think he'd probably be on that third team. I, I don't think he'd move up, but I just feel like it would rearrange a few things. The good news, if you're Rudy Gobert, though, is because of what he's done on the court now, he has won a Defensive Player of the Year award last year, mm-hmm. very much in the mix. He's a finalist for it to win it a second time this year, and now he's made an All-NBA team. It makes him eligible for the five-year Supermax contract, which could be worth a league record $247.3 million. That's an average of almost $50 million a year. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. A lot of money, and I'm happy for Rudy. He's accomplishing all of his hoops dreams. I'm interested to see, though, how these Supermax contracts affect teams like the Utah Jazz and other teams, because the only person that is eligible to sign one right now this summer is Anthony Davis. But we all know Anthony Davis wants out of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Well, at least that's the latest report we've heard. He yeah. plans on moving. If he were to remain with New Orleans, he could sign that Supermax. Uh, guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's going to get this Supermax next year, the same year that Rudy could get it in 2020. I'm interested because this is kind of a new facet of things with these Supermax contracts, mm-hmm. and we don't have a lot of details on how this is going to affect teams going forward. And I do wonder if the Jazz do ultimately sign Rudy Gobert to this, what kind of ramifications it would have during those five years he's locked up for that much money. Yeah, I think I think they will offer it. Um, well, they, they, I'd be surprised if they didn't. Yes, I'm with you. I think he is a top 15 player based on impact. He's certainly on this list of 15. He, I think it's fair to say he's the most limited offensively, stri- strictly on doing it himself. Yes, yeah, he needs he needs other players to tee him up. So I think that's something that, and we all know, Rudy. He's going to be working on all these things in the off season. He has to work on something outside of. You know, he hit a jumper last year. We were talking about it, but it shouldn't be when you hit a jumper, the whole world burns down. You know, like people shouldn't freak out. Like it should be a normal part of his game. Um, but you're right that the ramifications of $250 million on a cap, on a team's cap, I mean, you can tell me that it's going to be going up all you want, but um, $50 million is a lot of money. And we've seen teams that, I mean, it's that's just a lot of your cap and especially for a team like the jazz Mm -hmm. who are looking they're going to be giving the max to donovan 
and they're going to be trying to bring in another max guy we'll see how this this is this is a down the road problem obviously but it's well, quite yeah. interesting so i'm i'm looking at this story that espn did on this and there's four players who have signed supermax so supermax deals so far steph curry james harden russell westbrook and john wall Okay, I think we all can agree, and ESPN says it here, Steph Curry and James Harden, those Supermax deals, worth every penny. Yes. Russell Westbrook. The problem with the Rockets is they have another guy on a monstrous contract who's a thousand years he old. Got, he got a max deal. Yeah. It's not the Supermax. But, but it's still, still a lot, and you yeah. can see the cap hit that that's yeah. affecting the Rockets. So, And then Russell Westbrook, I think there's still a question mark of can they build around him with in Oklahoma City around that Supermax. And then John Wall, this is the cautionary tale. Yeah. He signs that Supermax, and what does he do this past year? Gets hurt. He blows his Achilles. Mm-hmm. John Wall's a great player. I think he's a great player, but coming back off an Achilles injury and having it, this is even, it hasn't even gone to an, into effect for Washington. Yeah, you have two hundred fifty million. Uh, it's two hundred forty some odd million committed to this guy, and you have to hope that he he rebounds from a, a blown Achilles. That's the cautionary tale about this. It is, and um, but you know, there's there's Mike Conley is an example of a guy who blew his Achilles, and he just had one of the best seasons of his entire yes, career. So yeah. there are guys that bounce back. It from is a scary injury, though, and uh, it's it's that one where everyone goes, "Oh boy, the Achilles," <laughs> you know? Yeah. What? I was just going to ask you guys. So I, before I before I throw this question out, I'm going to say that I'm not super savvy when it comes to uh, NBA economics. Yeah. Uh, but. It seems like the whole reason that the Supermax was implemented as a rule in the first place was so you can so that teams could help. It makes it it incentivize your superstar to stay. Mm-hmm. That's the theory. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. But then you it also puts you in this position where you're pigeonholing yourself because if you if you if that superstar is not playing at a superstar level or even if you if you don't have enough help around them, then you're cash strapped. Uh, and without many options to improve your team. So my mm-hmm. question is, what, if you really want to give teams an incentive to try to give their, their star a supermax and try to keep them, wouldn't it make sense to just make it so that that is less of a cap hit, make that less of a percentage against your cap? I uh, would, yeah, sure. certainly. If you said, like, but hey, like, is that is there a rule against that, or, or, or is that just like not feasible? Every, I, that's every just dollar what in the NBA goes under the salary cap. Uh, we, you, I think, what you're kind of referring to is something like what MLS does with their DP contracts, yeah, yeah, where yeah. just like, only a certain percentage of that contract counts under yeah, the salary cause, cap. Because owners will pay that. They would. They'll, they'll totally pay it. Does they just as long as it makes it so that instead of however percentage of the cap, it's five or something percent less, so you have a little bit more room to work with. And yeah. maybe they're trying to eliminate the. By not allowing that, mm-hmm. it's some sort of battle against the super team. Because if you yes. said, if you did, yeah, because if you do have more money, then if you I did guess, a super yeah. max player, say LeBron James doesn't count against your cap, then you say, well, we can pay you Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis because, or insert superstar here. Yes, if would, you don't, that's the one thing about basketball is since one player can make such a huge difference if they are an elite superstar. We're seeing it in Toronto right now, yep. being a- added to a good key. It, it could be a way to offset. Uh, no, and I think I it's totally, a good question. I but. totally get that point, but it just seems to me like the way that it's implemented now, it's like you either you either kind of get lucky by paying that player that super max and having enough talent around them, and or, mm-hmm. or you're kind of so, in a tough situation. Well, you have to hope that your yeah. star that you drafted, that you have developed and that mm-hmm. you they want to stick around. That you put together, not only with you have when you sign them, that means they want to stick around. Yes. But you have to hope that they continue to improve and that's what 
these super maxes are. They are a reward for yeah. getting as far as you have as a player, mm-hmm. and that we expect you to continue to play at that level, and which I think Rudy would. One thing that uh, David Locke brought up yesterday with DJ and PK about all this, they were actually talking about the kind of the ramifications. PK kind of asked the question about do we have enough data on what these super max contracts are going to do? And David said we really don't because yeah. it's only two years old. But he brought up the fact that okay. Currently, Kemba Walker and Damian Lillard are both eligible for the Supermax as well. And you're looking at Damian Lillard, who is 28 years old, and Kemba Walker, who is 29 years old. Okay, That's one of the problems I'm with you. If we say, and I don't want to interrupt you, but these Supermaxes kick in when they're heading into their 30s. So Locke Locke said that guards, this may be a more cautionary tale for guard players. Because he says that guards, for the most part, when they finally become eligible for this, are edging towards their upper 20s slash age 30 seasons. A guy like Rudy Gobert, who is just 26 years old, Mm -hmm. so essentially he would sign that Supermax. It would go into effect when he is 27, 28, and you have five years... And that should be right where the sweet spot is in David's mind of what a Supermax should be um, worth, I guess. Right. The prime, uh, part of it, too, is the prime of an NBA player. It's, it's usually it's an, 28, 29. So he almost called it like an uh, age lottery. You have to hit an age lottery. You have to get a guy young enough that, that hopefully they play well enough. That and that it. when they hit it, they're hitting their 26, 27, age 26, 27 season, which is by NBA standards, right when your prime is supposed to open up and it goes through about age 30 to 32, depending on yeah. the player. LeBron James accepted, of course, because he's been so good for so long. But he doesn't he doesn't sign these deals. He no, he does Yeah, exactly. Well, he just signed a four-year. He signed but, a four, but it wasn't a yeah. super max. So this is going to be an interesting conundrum because Charlotte, of course, would like to bring Kemba Walker back. I, I don't know if but, they would. But are they going to do that for 200 and almost $50 million at age 29. I don't even know if they would bring him back just because it sounds like they're trying to do a rebuild over there. So so maybe the, maybe they don't, but it, David Locke kind of brought it up that it might end up, and he said that we still need to kind of wait it out and see how it goes because the Supermax is still such a young rule. Yeah. But he says that he feels like it might actually be more of a cautionary tell with regards to guards in the NBA, small smaller players versus forwards because forwards, for whatever reason in his mind, he felt like, it's, and if I'm speaking out of turn, David can correct me on this. I know he listens a fair amount. It sounds like he thinks that forwards and centers would get to this level a little quicker, and therefore when you sign them to that money, it's maybe more advantageous. It gives you more of a window with that money versus a guard who is at an mm. older age when they finally reach that level. Does that make sense? Yeah, but then there's also the argument, if a guy is 7'2", how fast does his body give up? And Absolutely. Which it but that plays into the age a lot. Trying to get him, if a center or a guard or a center or a forward can get to that earlier, you may not have to worry about that. Yeah, so I don't know. It's all fascinating, and yeah. you're totally right. We don't have enough information right now. We don't really have because it's so young. Mm-hmm. We'll see what it looks like against cap hits. We saw the Wizards, like you mentioned, were not good without their super max player, which I think is a fair representation. They, they Most teams would not be good without yeah. their super max player. But it kind of showed what was put around him, mm-hmm. and maybe that's part of it too. Is how good is your front office? They got to be able to build around guys like this. Now the Jazz already have a couple of young stars uh, in Rudy and in Donovan, who are both going to be max guys. We can both assume. Yeah. And uh, so currently, it looks like so uh, Anthony Davis this year. So that supermax this year on July first is worth two hundred thirty-five point five million dollars. Next year. Giannis and Rudy are now eligible for two hundred and forty-seven point three million. We're talking about money that 
I think NBA fans even 10 years ago couldn't even fathom paying one player. And this is no, it, it, but this is sports. This is just I it mean, is. But every every as every professional sport makes more money. I mean, you guys talk about the MLS; they're about to expand because they've got more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, baseball just they gave a guy four hundred million dollars. It's it's just we're gonna see, contracts are gonna keep going up, and we're gonna say every time, "Wow, can't imagine, couldn't imagine that ten years ago." But in ten years, when somebody's making a cool bill. <laughs> Or something like that, you Can know. You when do they cap out? I don't Honestly, know. to me, it's more surprising that in the NFL, you're like, why are those contracts so low? Well, the NFL, yeah, well, they have it. They have it. Yeah, the NFLPA actually kind of hurt themselves, the players themselves, because they they have they've agreed to these um, non guaranteed. No, and I deals. get that, but I'm just saying, like, it, instead of instead of saying, oh wow, look at how much they're getting paid, it's yes. now gone the opposite way. It's oh my gosh, they're only getting paid that. Well, and for them, that's that has to do with that non guaranteed because. They want to be able to get out of contracts if someone gets hurt. Yeah. So, so it, it, it's, it's be, crazy. It, You're totally right, Talon. It it's crazy. It's interesting how all these contracts are going. I don't know. It's we'll, we'll see. I would assume that the Jazz are going to pursue the Supermax with they Rudy because it's not yeah. a guy you want to lose. So, uh, well, And the one really thing that Rudy has going for him, and I saw this on Basketball Reference earlier this week, when they um, – they actually have a great uh, daily email if you want to sign up for it. You can sign up for it and send you kind of some of their tidbits from Basketball Reference, which is a great resource. And when they announced the All-NBA teams, they put out the win share percentage for each guy who made the All-NBA teams. Who do you think the top three guys in win shares this year were in the NBA? Rudy. Rudy's one of them, yes. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. James Harden. And James Harden. Yeah. James Harden was a 15.2 win share percentage. Rudy Gobert was tied for second at 14.4. I think he was the only uh, non-All-Star to make an All-NBA team. I think think, you are correct. And uh, a lot of All-Stars didn't make Mm All-NBA. I'll say this about Rudy. Of course, his defense is so dominant that if he continues to grow on that end of the floor, which is hard to almost hard to believe Mm -hmm. that he could get much better at defense, but I think because he's so great at it, um, if he takes a team, if he knocks a team ten points off their their average every game, and maybe he develops some sort of offensive game, he's going to be a force, and he's going to be worth all that money. Yeah, well, uh, and I think we can all. I think he would agree with me if I said to him, Rudy, what offensive game are you going to work on this off season, while be. being able to <laughs> continue your defensive prowess? And he's he would tell us. I'm working on a lot of things. Got to get some new moves so that he can be a more offensive, uh, like on his own offensive mm-hmm. player. And I, I think that's what he's going to do, and that will make him worth all this money. Yeah, we'll see. And we'll see what happens with the Jazz this offseason. There's been a lot of talk about getting another guard to pair with Don- with Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. There's been talk about getting a stretch four uh, to put with Rudy out on the floor, let him kind of be the true uh, – the one guy on the floor who isn't necessarily a shooting threat, but he can be that defensive terror because, as David Locke says, Rudy Gobert on his own, he joins a team, he immediately makes them a top-five defensive club. Exactly. Because of his ability on the defensive side of the ball. If he can get some more moves on offense, that's great. I give credit to Quinn Snyder and the staff this year for using what Rudy can do on offense and yeah. making it a big part of what they did. Definitely. and that, But it all comes back to is that is defense – worth the supermax that's a great question i would say i would lean towards no if it's just a strictly defensive player but i don't think rudy's just a defensive player i think he's better on both sides of the court he just needs to be he has to get more moves on the offensive end 
and uh, I think he will do that. Uh, any problem with any of the All-NBA teams? You had Giannis, Steph, Paul George, Harden, and Jokic on the first team. I thought that was fine. Any problems there? Uh, Damian, Kawhi, Kyrie Irving, Embiid, and Durant on the second team. I've heard some gr- – uh, Austin and Tony talked about how they didn't like that Kyrie Irving was on uh, an All-NBA team. I thought he had a pretty good year. Yeah, he did. Uh, if you count only expectations, maybe they didn't have a very good year. But him by himself, yeah, Boston. he had an okay year. And then Kawhi Leonard, we watch him now. Maybe he should be on a first team. But it's a regular season award. So. Exactly. So I, I don't necessarily have that, that much um, to quibble with when it comes to these All-NBA teams. I did. Uh, kinda, the third team's interesting. I did feel for a guy like Clay Thompson, though. Yeah, he probably should have been third team over Russ. I didn't really think Russ worst but, shooting of his entire career. Yeah, but we're also talking about he averaged another triple double. But so and bleh. I get that. But the way you watch him play, yeah, of course he did. The person I would have dropped off the third team, and this is about as controversial as it gets, maybe, is LeBron James. Well, he was incredible when he wasn't hurt. He had that team at fourth in the playoffs. I get that, but... I, I don't know if I would put Blake on there or Kemba. There's plenty to quibble with on that yeah. third team, The for third sure. team's interesting. I, but, I, and I have to give credit, like, guys like Bill Simmons actually picked Donovan Mitchell for an all-NBA team, and I thought that was that was the, nice to see. There is a conversation about, you know, the, the guards that were in contention for the third team were Kemba, Bradley Beal. I would have assumed Clay Thompson would have made an all-NBA team, but he didn't. But uh, Kemba, Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook, if I'm thinking uh, Donovan Mitchell led a Western Conference team in scoring mm-hmm. to fifth in the playoffs, Kemba Walker, did they make the playoffs? I don't remember. They did. Did they not? If they did, as I, it's I been believe so Charlotte long. Did. But yeah. I know he did it all on his own, but – I would have maybe put more consideration for a guy like Donna. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah. So maybe more consideration for a guy like Donovan Mitchell. But I think it it's coming it for Donovan. Yep, definitely. I agree. All right, coming up on the other side, let's talk NBA playoffs. As I turned out to be right as of now, but I gave up on my own opinion <laughs> about a week ago. Okay. And uh, but now I feel the, like I am the smartest man alive. I don't know. But we'll talk about that Raptors Bucks series. Also, what's going on in the Western Conference. Little tidbits around the world of football as well. Uh, then we've got technical fouls. And on the other side of the, the 2 o'clock hour, we'll let you hear from Dennis Dodd. So we got a fun show for you today. That's all coming up here on the Saturday show. Show Adrian Lizer, Jake Hatch, Talon Chapel. Thanks for riding along with us here on a Memorial Day Saturday. Mm-hmm. Hope everyone's enjoying their long weekend, letting their hair down, and of course, very appreciative that you uh, are listening right now yeah. or later in a online podcast form. Yeah, if you download the podcast and listen, appreciate you guys doing that too. Uh, by the way, the we should probably note this real quick for people listening. There uh, have been a lot of questions this week about the podcast feed for the station as a whole. I've had a lot of people reach out saying, I'm not getting your guys' podcast. Why haven't they updated? We've actually moved over to a new, new provider where they're actually going to be able to subscribe show by show and podcast by podcast. So uh, Adrian, of course, works on the Tony and Austin show weekdays. They'll have their own specific podcast feed, DJ and PK that I work on. 
that's the nice part about this new feature is it goes show by show. So that way you're not having to um, wade through four different shows and multiple podcasts to find the piece of audio you're looking for. All you got to do is just look by the show. So search us out. They are going up on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all the major podcast platforms. Search out your favorite shows, and that way you can kind of stay up to date a little bit easier, keep it a little cleaner, make, make it easier for you to find the audio you're looking for. Saturday show is going to have its own feed. Yeah, we are. And the movie zone. Yep. Come on. Listen to the movie zone every Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. And this week we have the return of Trailer Man. Nice. So, very cool. Someone in this room has made their return to the show. <laughs> It's not me. Jake, when did you start? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, check out the app. Check out the website. Uh, a lot of cool stuff we're starting. Also, check out the website. I love this that we're doing. Uh, the 60 and 60 mm-hmm. that Hans and Scotty and Lloyd put together every year. Yep. This year has a listener component, so you can go on to uh, our website. And Giving the fans a voice this go-around. Yep, and uh, it'll all the count towards one vote, but it'll be cool to see where all the fans feel. Hopefully, uh, listeners are going about it in a actual way instead of just a fanboy way there are going to be some that will like be, a popularity that, contest. that will go popularity that's contest, why it's only one vote i still think there's gonna be a fair amount of them they're going to take it pretty seriously and weigh in with their actual I've, thoughts and i've seen some tweets that it's like whoa harder than i thought yeah it is hard yeah it takes for it takes a while to put together we we work really and when they say ah oh, the media you guys what are you even talking about yeah. It's like, well, we actually tried. So. And then one more note for you. And, and we need it to the NBA playoffs here. If you want to show off how smart you are about sports, DJ and PK, we're starting the, the first week of uh, June. DJ and P- PK's Sports Jeopardy. We're going to let listeners show off how Who's smart putting the questions together? Or the answers together, sorry. It is all three of us. So uh, DJ has actually started writing them up. He's got a lot of themes he's put together. We're going to all write them up, and it's going to go all summer long. So, And at the end of the summer, whoever's won the most, you're going to get, it, it sounds like, like this big prize pack where you get like lower bowl tickets, dinner at a jazz game. Sweet. But everybody who enters, everybody who competes, will win something. That's the exciting part about it. So if you want to sign up for that, it's on the homepage of 1280thezone.com. Go put your information in there. And like I said, we'll be starting the first week of June having you guys on to show off how smart you are about sports. I think that's going to be a fun idea for the summer. It'll be fun. Help, uh, you know, we Summer may be a downtime, as they say, but there's always something to talk about uh, in the NBA, college football, and uh, as a station, since we have so much, so many shows – you know, from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m., there's always some good, fun summer content that yep. we have for you. That's why uh, we appreciate working here because there's no downtime. Yeah. We've always got you covered here at the zone. Yep. All right, time for the thick and the thin of it. Little uh, some stories we didn't get to in that first segment. Uh, first of all, let's start with the NBA playoffs. Bucks Raptors game six tonight. The Raptors up three two, one three in a row. I picked the Raptors to come out of the East from day one of the NBA and in the playoffs. Everyone called me crazy. Then they were down 2-0, and I thought, man, I was crazy. What's wrong with me? But the Raptors have made big-time adjustments. They figured out how to really slow down Giannis Antetokounmpo, who can't really do anything at the end of games because they defensively shut him down. And since he doesn't have a shot, it's kind of been the Kawhi Leonard show and who's been incredible, and in the last two games, the Fred Van Vliet show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think tonight? Raptors 3-2, t- 
trying to close this thing out and go to the finals for the first time. I'm having a hard time picking against the Raptors, but with this series, how it's gone, because I thought it was over after two games. I, I'll freely admit, I was like, cool, we're going to see the Bucks versus the Warriors. I'm excited for yeah, that. Yeah, we talked to our, who's Chris, who came down Yeah, uh, and saw us at uh, Murdoch Hyundai last mm-hmm. week, and yep. he said, do you think we're getting two sweeps? And I said, yes, I think we're getting two sweeps. So Yeah, so it... it but nothing about this series has surprised me. So it, everything has surprised me, I guess I should say, because I thought it, the Bucks were going to roll through this, and then all of a sudden, yeah, three straight games, Toronto has come out and absolutely just taking control of this series. They're at home tonight looking to close this out. They're going to be ultra-motivated, but don't expect the Bucks to step down or to step back and say, no, go ahead and take it. I really feel like it's going to be a battle tonight, but I am going to. Th- I do think that Toronto is going to close it out and go to the finals for the first yeah, time. I think Toronto had the benefit of everyone just deciding the Bucks were the best chance to beat the Warriors. Yeah, as from the beginning. Well, it was just we were all planned on a on a Bucks Warriors. How are, how's Milwaukee going to be able to slow down Golden State? <laughs> well, not so fast. We got to let series breathe a little bit. We do. And as much as we thought the West was just going to be won by one team, mm-hmm. which we all knew, the East was a little more up up in the air. And with the the top four being pretty pretty close in in uh, stature, and we we didn't really know who's going to come out of that. And uh, the Raptors are a really good team, and they've got maybe the second best player in the NBA on their team, maybe the best all around player on their team in Kawhi Leonard, who yeah. because he sat out a year, people sort of forgot about him because he's this quiet, awkward, weird guy. Uh, well, but it turns out he's pretty amazing. Yeah, exactly. He's he's reminded everybody he's one of the true superstars in this league. I think a lot of people have kind of written him off with the whole debacle with the Spurs mm-hmm. and getting the trade to Toronto. This postseason alone has shown you that he is a legit superstar in this league, and he is able to carry a team. And I think a lot of people had forgotten that. Yep, and I agree. And I, you know, I think Milwaukee may have been planning their Eastern Conference victory oh, they, already. Oh, no, they had yes, <laughs> and uh, they had a chance. And also, you know, they had a chance to put the series away, really. But also, mm-hmm. the Raptors had a chance in Game One to. They get did. that game, and they yep. blew it at the end. So this series could have just as easily been a 4-1 win by the Raptors. Yes. So it uh, should be interesting tonight. I'm taking Toronto. Talon, you got Toronto or Milwaukee tonight? So when this series started, like I didn't really make my opinion well-known, but I always kind of had an inkling. I thought I, I, I wanted to pick Toronto in seven. Okay. And I still wouldn't be surprised mm. if that happened. I would not either. I think uh, there's a great chance that Milwaukee goes in and wins this game. I, it's been a great series, so really that's all I care about. Yeah, and that's, that's better the than fun the West. Yeah, we, and I was worried. Yeah, we were going to have two sweeps. It was going to be nine days without any basketball. I, I wouldn't mind seeing extended maybe another game here. All I know is the Warriors are probably sitting there in Oakland saying, "Yeah, play as long as you guys want. We're going to continue to rest up." Over yeah, there. game six or game seven would be Monday night. And the NBA Finals will start next Thursday, regardless of who, or irregardless even, of who. So the interesting part about this is, I actually was thinking back on this, I wonder if the Warriors, and I know the Warriors, they're dumb, we've seen them do what they do, but if you remember, the Utah Jazz in 1998 had over a week off, and it affected them going into the NBA Finals, because Chicago had to battle through the Eastern Conference, they had quite the um, run through the Eastern Conference playoffs. I wonder if it could cause some rust for Golden State, especially considering all their injury issues they've been dealing with. Uh, Kevin Durant uh, pretty forcefully letting people know that, no, Golden State's not better without me on the court. I got to, with that, I wouldn't, you got to, if I'm Kevin Durant and I'm sitting there with the media scrum Mm -hmm. and they're like, 
and somebody asked me, how has their play been without you on the court? I would respond the same way, say, you mean our play? I'm still on this team. Yeah. I know he's a bit of a baby, and it's already we all know he's leaving, but he does make a good point by saying it's been – ever since I walked in the door, it's been not the Warriors. It's been the Warriors and Kevin and Durant. Kevin Durant yeah. So I, I kind of – I understand why he fought back a little bit on that. Yeah, I, I I'm interested. But I will to say see. they are more fun to watch without you, Kevin. Well, that that's that's true. I think a lot of people have rediscovered how much fun Golden State was without him on the yeah. court. People it, equate entertaining as good, so they've been more entertaining, right. so they think they're think better, even though maybe even so. though I think they're just as good. Yeah, yeah maybe they're, so. Yeah. They're better with the best players. They're better with all of those guys on the court. I'm with you, Talon. That maybe they're seeing entertainment. And kind of Steph Curry of old, as it were, yeah, uh, doing things that we haven't seen with Kevin Durant on the court. Um, it's like I said last week, though, if you're watching the finals, if you're the front office of the Warriors and you're watching this, you say, hey, thanks, Kevin. Appreciate the last couple of years. Go get yours. I think we're going to continue to invest in our guys and see how many more we can run out of this. If I'm ABC, though, I'm fretting these finals because I feel like it's going to go five games at most, regardless of who emerges out of the East. I feel yeah, like it the was, Warriors, I, I think it was going to do that either way, even if it was Milwaukee. But it's going to be. But in terms of if you're an ABC TV executive, you've got to be worried about this because if you have a series where it's Toronto mixed in with it, American sports fans don't want to watch games that are being played in Canada. And there's data to back that up and everything. And I, I do wonder um, how, how it would – and I get that the, if the NBA had their druthers, they would have ha- rather had a Philadelphia-Boston Eastern Conference Finals because that would have been a ratings draw because we're talking about two of the bigger media markets in this country. Mm-hmm. But I'm hopeful that regardless of who of Tor- Toronto or Milwaukee does advance out of these Eastern Conference Finals, they actually make it a series against the Warriors. But I'm worried it's not going to be that. Well, it's just this classic – People love to complain that they've seen the same thing over and over yes, again. Yes, they do. And then when they don't get it, they when they get it. what they want, yeah. they stop watching. True. Yeah. LeBron James not in the playoffs has made the ratings go down 14%. Mm-hmm. Yep. So all you're complaining about the fact that you hate seeing LeBron, <laughs> you're full of it because now you don't watch. Yeah, I know. It- so, and that's, it's... Watch either way. If you're a basketball fan, turn it on. I personally really enjoyed watching LeBron try to carry a team and beat the Warriors. He didn't get them every time. He got them once. Yeah. But uh, the playoffs are better with the best players continuing in it. And right now you've got some of the best players still left in the East, and you're totally right, though. No one's going to watch. And it's really it, it sucks because it's like the NCAA tournament where all you want is upsets, and then you don't watch the games. because We you want know, upsets the first weekend. After that, we don't want them. But you, you don't really want it the first weekend, because then the next game, no one watches. Maybe so. So it, it's it's so hypocritical to me when people are like, we want this change, and then oh, we don't want to see the Patriots anymore. Well, if it wasn't the Patriots, you wouldn't watch the Super Bowl, it's or you true. wouldn't watch the playoffs. We want to watch greatness, but we also don't want to admit we want to watch greatness. Right, exactly. And you, don't want, you want to say that you don't want to watch the – you don't want to watch the same great teams do it over and over again. Or in college basketball's case, oh, I'm so sick of these Dukes and blah, blah, blah. No, you ain't. <laughs> because you don't want to watch Loyola of Chicago get blasted in the Final Four. It's so, true. anyway. <laughs> uh, we're out of time. I ranted too much. It's okay. I'm sorry. Anything else you want to get to real quick? No. My favorite segment's coming up next. Talon's like, get on with this. 
You're like me when I'm doing what's trending with DJ PK. Move along. Move it along. Well, we only got one thing in. I there's not really a – the Stanley Cup playoffs, they get going on Monday, the finals. Um, By the way, St. Louis Blues, that's an awesome story. Yeah, it is. An interim coach and a goalkeeper who's like – Do we have any hockey music? <laughs> I'm doubting it. Yeah, but well. I just, it was just cool. It's it's a cool story to see what St. Louis is doing because what four months ago they had the worst record in in NHL and now they're in the Stanley Cup. Yep, they beat the best record in the NHL in the first round of the playoffs. Swept them right out of there. I believe go, the Tampa Bay Lightning. So yeah. go uh, go take care of Boston. Boston doesn't need another champion. Nope. Love uh, love Stanley Cup hockey should be a lot of fun. All right, coming up on the other side, it's time for technical fouls. Talon, Jake, and I will. Uh, pass out some we'll throw some flags on the play <laughs> and i'll let you know who behaved badly this week that's all coming up here on the saturday show if you're coming from the street with dirty shoes on your feet that's a technical foul and if you switch the radio to some modern music show that's a technical foul if you touch the thermostat you'll get hit with a bat because that's a technical foul you will feel my wrath that's a technical foul Personal file, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. A technical foul. Welcome on back to the Saturday show. He's Adrian Lizer. I'm Jake Hatch telling Chapel behind the glass, and it is our favorite segment on the show. It is technical fouls, where we reward people who do stupid things by putting them on notice or putting them on blast. So a lot to get to on today. I'm going to go ahead and go first here today, okay. if that's okay. Uh, we're going to start off. No, it's not okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to be doing it anyways. All right. We're going to uh, start off by giving a technical foul to Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Um, at game four the other night, of course, his left tackle, David Bakhtiari, was downing beers at an incredible rate. Mm-hmm. He points at uh, Aaron Rodgers, who already looked like his beer was priority half done, and he can only drink what, a half of that? Uh-huh. And then Christian Yelich, the Brewer superstar, proceeds to later down one as well. So technical foul on Aaron Rodgers for not being able to chug a beer. I would, there are very few times when I feel feel for Aaron Rodgers. Okay. As a Vikings fan, I you know. Uh-huh. I wish he wasn't in the division anymore, all that. I will say I am the Aaron Rodgers of that situation. Oh, really? I have been in that exact scenario, well, not exact scenario, not courtside at a <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks say, game, wow. but um, you know, had I have some friends who can chug about as fast as David Bakhtiari can, okay. and uh, I and Christian Yelich and Yelich downed it. And I am about as good at drinking fast as Aaron Rodgers, so I feel for the man. But did you finish, though? Yes, I did. Okay, at least you finished. To be humiliated like that in front of everybody. Aaron Rodgers put it down and was like, I just can't do it. Of course, he got put on blast because we've seen the um, shotgun that uh, Tom Brady did a while back, and he absolutely killed it, so... Of course, Aaron Rodgers getting roasted for not even finishing. It is really Matt funny. Stafford did it yeah, remotely as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's impressive. I don't know how people do that, did honestly. See, did you see the fan later on in the game who was wearing the Bakhtiari jersey, and they got him and Bakhtiari going back and forth as well? It was pretty funny. Yeah. It's a fan sitting in the upper deck. Uh, my technical foul today is on Mother Nature. Okay. Not because of all the rain we've gotten here, but in L.A., we're heading to Los Angeles uh, for only the second time since 1995 was an Angels game postponed due to weather. And it was only the 12th rain-delayed game 
in Angel Stadium history. So it was postponed to another day. To another so day. Like the second time. Second time it's ever happened since 1995. I've actually, the one Angels game I've been to in the last little bit, Adrian, was actually one of those 12 rain delayed games. Oh, really? Was actually, it? Yeah. We were, it was meant to start at like 6. It ended up getting delayed to like 7.30 or something like that. I always feel for uh, Austin Horton, who when the Angels were coming into town to play the Bees yeah. for a preseason exhibition, and he was so excited. He bought his tickets months in advance, mm-hmm. threw open the blinds on that morning, and it was snowing here. Ah. And I don't think the Angels even got on the plane. No. If I remember right. They, they were travel. They were like, mm, no thanks. <laughs> so nature ruining Angels fans' days. All right. I got one more here. We want to get to Talon's real quick. So go ahead, Talon. All righty. Uh, technical foul on Kendrick Perkins. Uh uh, I'll read you the tweet that he sent out uh, regarding the All-NBA third team. He okay. said, I quote, It's very disturbing to me that Rudy Gobert made the All-NBA third team over Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Davis. Both of those guys were all-stars, by the way, and Rudy wasn't even the best player on Utah. God bless America. A former Jasmine said this? <laughs> Yeah, he was for a second. Yeah, now, 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 I'm actually, I'm actually not giving him a technical for the tweet. Okay. You can think that if you want. I think his reasons are terrible. Yeah. You can, you can disagree with that if you want. Uh, I am giving him the technical for this response that he did on. Uh, I think it was on NBA Jump on okay. ESPN. Okay, the jump. Yeah. While we wait for it. Well, I got to apologize to Rudy Gobert in the Utah Jazz. <laughs> what happened? What happened I love was Rudy Gobert, right? But I said that I thought that Anthony Davis and Carl Anthony yeah. Towns should have made it before him. And I'm not taking anything away from Rudy Gobert. He had an excellent season. He had a great season. He's a he should be up for Defensive Player of the Year. I value his what he do as a center. So Utah Jazz gave me a lot of Utah Jazz fans That's gave me a lot of Stick to your guns, man. I want some yogurt now. I want Who's to, Gobert? Yeah, try to learn a last name. How about that, Perkins? And also, I'm with you, Talon. If you say it, just mean it. Yeah. Don't just, oh. Just, I, so, so a couple hundred people on Twitter from Salt Lake City get after you, and all of a sudden you would change your mind? Clearly, you didn't think you weren't that... Uh, Purposeful or, in this. Well, he didn't a, expect the backlash he was going to get. Yeah, the, the fake tough guy that he was in the NBA followed him, too. Yeah. To so, social technical media. foul, Kendrick Perkins. All right. One more here, for at least for me, Adrian. I don't know if you have another one. But, nah. Uh, technical foul My only here. other one was Drake. Stop massaging the head coach well, of the Raptors. that's ridiculous, so, yeah. There we go. Uh, Minnesota Interscholastic Athletics Conference, I believe, the MIAC. MI, MIAC or whatever. Yeah. Take a look on the MIAC for kicking out the St. Thomas Tommies out of their league because, not because they're not good, but because they're too good. What? So St. Thomas plays in the Minnesota Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. They have won, uh, let's see, 12, no, six titles in the last few years, and they have got twice the enrollment uh, football, football in particular. But in other sports, they've been dominating as well. They have twice the enrollment of the other 12 members of the MIAC, or the MIAC, however they pronounce it. Well, because they were too good, unilaterally, the MIAC, all uh, the other 12 schools, have voted to <laughs> boot St. Thomas out of now, St. Now, see, oh, you know what the sad thing so about that petty. is, too? It's, they really didn't vote. Yeah, they because just, they didn't want they didn't want to show St. Thomas who actually voted for it, so they all just kind of came to a secret, quiet yeah, agreement. Like, it was unilaterally. Yeah, let's, just, let's just kick them out, please, just, uh, so that we can try. They're a Division Three team, and the reason why they play in Division Three is because they have hockey, and Division Two doesn't offer hockey, so they are now kind of in limbo. Do they move uh, their football teams up to Division Two? 
uh, or their other sports up to Division Two. Try and put hockey somewhere. What a joke! But because you're you other twelve good. schools, you we've seen the Big East drop Temple out, like, kick him out of the Big East for not being good. But I've never seen a conference kick a team yeah. out for being too good. That's horrible. So yeah, what a bunch of <laughs> technical foul on the Minnesota Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. Scaredy cats over yeah, there. Yeah, they don't like the Tommies apparently. Oh, that's it for technical fouls. I can't believe that. How can you? No, whatever. <laughs> Go St. Thomas. They have won more than 50% of all MEAC championships in all sports over the past five years. Boo-hoo. Wow. Up your, up your game. Yep, know. exactly. Yeah, imagine the WCC was like, you know, Gonzaga, we're just, we just can't handle this anymore. See You're you. out. The rest yeah. of us voted without telling you. Good luck. Ugh. Yeah. Dumb. Dumb dumb dumb, 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 dumb. All right, coming up on the other side, we're going to hear from Dennis Dodd. He's a college football writer. He was on with DJ and PK, a really fascinating conversation, part of which got a little uh, little back and forth, which was uh, it was really good about the Pac-12 mm-hmm. and uh, whether or not it should be the P-5 or the P-4, how far away is the Pac-12 from falling out of or consideration as a major big-time conference. That's all coming up next here on the Saturday Show.